Welcome to Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, with your host, Mr. James Gardino Sr. That's me. I'm going to be talking about dividend stocks and investing for weekly cash flow. My main goal, 1% return per week. These are live trading sessions. If you want to join in, just let me know. Now, on with the show. Morning, everyone. It is Monday, March twenty second, seven ten a.m., and the weekend is—I mean, weekend is over—and we're just getting ready to start our dividend trading for the week. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the Ten Minute Trader, where our main focus and our main goal is one percent per week, using only pre-qualified dividend stocks. What is a pre-qualified dividend stocks? You may ask. It is a company that has consistently increased its dividend payments for a minimum of 25 years or more to its shareholders consistently year after year after year. More and more. More money, more money, more money. Anyway, let's just jump on in. Now, if you remember or if you've been following, we've carried over three positions for the past couple of weeks. Now. Let's jump on in and tell you exactly what they are to get started. The first one on our list is CL, Colgate Palmolive. Now, we got this one back in January. Let's quickly start out and find out where it is and where it's going and what we can expect. Now, CL started out the year last year right around 60.56. Now, you can't really take this as a low of the year because this is an anomaly. Anomaly basically is something that doesn't happen on a consistent basis. Now, when the pandemic or COVID-19 started last year, all the governments across the world banded together and said, hey, let's lock everybody away, give them nothing, absolutely nothing to do but stare itself, twiddle their thumbs and play on the internet. Well, that's what happened. Most stocks lost anywhere between 50 to 75% of their value. Now, did they really? No, they didn't. It is just the public's perception. It was a scare tactic. It was one of those things that's happened that makes no rhyme and no reason. So, that being said, <clears throat> it's not really the low of the year on a um, on a basis that uh, you can actually work off of because it's not something that happens on a continuing basis. So, I'm assuming that somewhere in around May or June everything will be back to kind of normal and we really can't use those skewed numbers from the pandemic because that's not something that happens year after year after year. If it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have this outrageous low of the year. Is it hugely outrageous? No. On some companies, it will. Colgate Palmolive, it really wasn't that bad. The low of the year from the pandemic, which was 58.90, somewhere in that area, it took about a couple of weeks for it to get back to its normal range, which is around 69, 70 bucks. From there, she came up to a new high at the, uh, right towards the end of the year, November, where the trading range was somewhere around 85. From there, it traveled for a couple of months, and at the beginning of the year, for some strange reason, she drops down to a new, uh, which I'm going to say it looks like the new low, okay, a new support level. You know, it doesn't seem to be dropping anywhere below 74. So she's bouncing on the 74 area, but off she's bouncing off of 74. She's hitting at 76 at the moment. Where she's going to go, I can't really tell you. Because 
I don't really know. Only the market maker knows where she's going to open up this morning. Okay. The uh, seasonality, which could also be skewed because of that March debacle. The seasonality basically shows that uh, she should be in a nice uptrending very shortly. However, we already have this, and we've had this since January. So let's quickly show you where we are with CL. Let's open this up, view all our trades on CL. Now, we originally got into Colgate Palmolive back in January, like the second or third week into January. We got 300 shares, 82. Uh, we collected additional two with the DRIP, the dividend reinvestment plan, the additional two shares. Uh, and then for some strange reason, we bought 598 more shares to bring us up to a whopping 900. So we have 900 shares of Colgate Palmolive. Granted, we only collected one dividend. Okay, so every quarter, that's every 90 days, you only collect one dividend. Why? Why do people do that? There's four weeks in each month. Each one of these companies that we trade have weekly options available. I shouldn't say all of them. Almost all of them have weekly options available, which means you can do a covered call on a weekly basis. So instead of grabbing just, I don't know, $150, $200 for the dividend, you could grab the dividend plus an additional 100 to, I don't know, 50 to 175 bucks, somewhere in that area, you know, a nice little chunk on a weekly basis. But you're not losing money. You are basically selling an option for someone to buy it from you for the exact same price you paid for it. It may sound confusing. It's really not. You buy a stock, you collect the dividend. Just let it sit there. Big whoop. What are you getting from it? You're getting four dividends a year. That's it. So instead of doing that, there's over 200 companies that are a pre-qualified dividend company. Now, every single day, almost every single trading day, I should reiterate, every single trading day, there's some company out there somewhere getting ready to pay a dividend. So, if everything is looking good on the company, means it's a strong company, it has a dividends increasing on a consistent basis, and it has weekly options, why not buy it, collect a dividend, and then sell a premium against it? It sounds confusing, but it's really not because you buy it for a buck and you let someone else buy it from you for the same buck. But for that privilege, they give you what is called a premium. A, um, I actually don't know what you want to call it. It's a, basically a covered call because you own the stock and you're selling someone the right to buy it from you for the exact same price you paid for it, which is kind of like a no-brainer. If they buy it, great. You make the dividend plus the premium from the option. Options may sound confusing, they're really not. Okay, so <clears throat> back in January, just for the fun of it, let's go back into my calendar. Okay, so we're in week number four of March, but we're actually into week one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11, 12. We are in the 12th week of the first quarter of 2021. That means there's only four quarters. First quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. So instead of getting only one dividend per quarter, 
why not collect the dividend and a bunch of premiums? Okay, so we're in the 12th quarter now. We bought this one back in January, which means we have collected the dividend and the premium on this. I've got the 11th, so it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And this will be the 11th week we collected a premium. 11 weeks. Even if it's just 20 cents per share. 900 shares, it's 180 bucks every week for 11 weeks. That's over a thousand dollars. The dividend was originally, um, I think, 200 bucks. 200 bucks for the dividend. You buy Colgate Palm Olive, you collect a $200 dividend. Whoop dee doo. I'd rather collect a $200 dividend plus the 11 or 1200 or 15 or $1,800 premiums for consistently trying to resell it for the exact same price I sold it for. Am I losing anything? Absolutely not. Because it's a strong company, number one. It's a dividend king. It's been around for over 100 years. They've consistently increased their dividends for a minimum of 50 years. Colgate Palmolive, I'm pretty sure it's somewhere in the 60 $65 60-65-year area of how consistently they've increased their dividends. But it's kind of like a no-brainer. No, all right. So anyway, let me let me get off of this. You know, I'm I'm tired of saying this kind of stuff. But anyway, that's where she is today. She's in a nice little uptrend, bouncing off the 74. Uh, let's see what Colgate is offering <coughs> for someone to buy it back from me for the exact same price I paid for it. All right. Where are we with Colgate? Oh, yeah, somewhere on the 80. $80 area from Colgate? I'm not sure. All right, yeah. So we're at $80 area. I don't know, 76 and a half looks pretty good at $14.76. That's a little too close for comfort. Let's do 77. 77 at minimum of 10 cents. That's what I'm thinking. You know what? Let's go for the limit. There we go. And we only want to do 900, 900, 9 contracts, which is 900 shares. All right, there we go. Bring it right there. All right, so <clears throat> we're going to sell 9 contracts. I'm not going to try to get 14 cents. Can I really? Who knows? Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. So this is what the order looks like. Sell 9 CL100 weeklies, 26 March 21, the 77 call at 14.7. What does that mean? It sounds confusing as hell. It's easier just to click on the on the bid and hit buy or sell, you know? But this is what the order looks like. And as simple as I want to try to make this, you really got to kind of understand what the orders mean, okay? It's a little frustrating, but you know. All right, sell nine contracts. So I already own 900 shares. So for someone to buy it back from me for the exact same I paid for it, this one we're looking at uh, selling it at 77. Am I really going to sell it at 77? No. If it gets close to 77, I have a couple of options. That's why they call them options. Isn't that funny? All right. So I can, if it gets too close, if the stock moves up, it gets too close to 77, I'm at the risk of losing $3 a share. Do I really want to lose $3 a share? No. So I'm going to keep my eye on it, see where it goes. If it gets too close, 
I'll just buy it back. That's it. All right, so I'm going to make a couple of bucks. 126 It's not a lot of money, but hey, that's $126 I didn't have last week. So let's give it a try. All right, so we're sending this one out. There you go. Off to the races. All right, next on the list is Hasbro. H-A-S. <clears throat> All right, so Hasbro started out the year last year at the low. Holy cow, look at this. $49.49. From there, again, like I say, when it's the low, it's not really the low. It was an anomaly based on the pandemic, so you really don't. It's not going to be until May until we actually get real numbers again. But anyway, the low, what it says here on the chart, is $49.49. From there, it's a nice straight shot up to where it she hits a new high back in January 14th at 101. Okay, she comes down, kind of hits support right down here. Oh, the new bottom at 89, 98, 7, somewhere in that area. But she settled in the 95 area at the moment. Now, I'm pretty sure we're into this one at 97.5, and we are at 97.5. Again, we bought this one in January. We collected 10 premiums on this one. 10. Booyah. All right, so anyway, 10 premiums on this one. We got two additional shares, another 200 bucks, but we got 800 shares here. So let's see what we can do with 800 shares of Hasbro. All right, Hasbro. I can't give you real numbers that have been asked because it's before hours, and before hours, the numbers are always skewed. So it doesn't give you a real interpretation of what they are. Now we're looking at the 97 and a halfs. Oh, that looks so sweet. And we only have eight of them. So let's do eight. Uh, we're going to go for a, for the top of the line, buck five. So let's see what we got here. All right, so here we go. Order description. Sell eight Hasbro 100s, which is the weeklies. 26 March, which is uh, 26 March 21, which is this Friday. The 26th of March, 2021. That's what all that means. The call at a dollar five limit. That means that's what I want for it. If it opens up higher, yeah, I can get higher, but I'm not going to get any lower than the 105. Today's only Monday. It may fill, it may not. I'm in no big hurry. I already own the stock. I've already collected dividends on it. I'm going to collect another dividends next quarter, which, hey, next quarter starts next week. Okay, so we're going to do a wrap up and we're going to have a big wrap up for the week. Uh, coming into the second quarter because I want to show you everybody exactly what happened during that time frame. All right, so uh, looks like we can get 840 off of this if it fills. So we're going to send that off to the races. And let's go to the last one. The last one is QCOM. All right, so QCOM started out a year ago at 6099 and this is nothing but up. I mean, there's a tiny bit of profit taken here or there, but not a lot. And she has a new high up here at in, in January 20th at 168. She even tried to pass it again uh, on uh, February 3rd, but didn't quite do it. But February 3rd, she to February 4th, she gapped down with a huge amounts of volume. I don't know why. Don't really care. I really don't care a lot about some of the details. My main idea is, how's this for an idea? My, my main idea is jumping on the freeway and cruising. I really don't care about the exits. 
I just want to go to my destination. Okay, so QCOM, we had a thousand shares um, at 143. Actually, we bought them at 144. We collected an additional five shares through the drip, which is a dividend reinvestment plan. And then that brought our cost basis down to 143. So what we're going to do is we're going to see what we can sell QCOM for and how much money we can get off of that. Okay, so QCOM. There we go. <clears throat> um, 144 is where we're at. That ain't going to happen. So we're going to look at 137. Yeah, 137 looks pretty good. 41. Okay. Okay, so let's take a look at 10. Sell 10. QCOM 100, which is the weeklies. 26. March 21, which is this Friday, the 137th at 45 cents a share. Now, why am I doing the 137th rather than the 144th what we bought it for? Well, here's the thing. It's at 129 at the moment. Okay. Uh, at the last traded at uh, 131. Okay. So between 131 and 144 is a long way away. Do I think it can do it in a week? Yeah, it could. Is it going to? Probably not. Do I actually know? No, I don't. Let's take a look at the seasonality to give you an idea of what this thing, what this thing normally does. Um, all right, I'm going to send that off. Let's take a look at what this thing normally does in seasonality. <clears throat> here we are, right here. Now, this is going to be one of those tough ones because you really can't tell because the numbers all got skewed because of that stupid pandemic. Okay, if we could eliminate that month or two, all the data would be different because you don't have an absurd low based on a, a global pandemic. When's the last time we had a global pandemic? Wasn't that the Spanish flu 100 years ago or whatever flu that was? Anyway... She's on the list, 137. This thing basically goes sideways. Hey, which is great. I don't mind. But I will have to keep my eye on it every couple of days to make sure she gets it to get too close to that target because I do not want to sell for less than I paid for it. Okay? That would be just silly. All right. That being said, let's take a look at what's on the list for this week because you guys don't want to continue looking at what I'm carrying over and seeing how I'm doing it. Uh, let's go back here. Now, why do I go back to look at 2020, March 2020, when I'm looking at who's coming up? Because, as you can see, my calendar doesn't get filled with all the companies that are doing their dividends this month until two or three days prior to on this platform. Now, there are other places you can go online which tells you when the stock is going to pay out the dividend regardless of the date. But either way, it is what it is. We're into the 22nd, so we're actually going into the month of April. Wow. Okay, so 30, 30, the 6th. We're looking right around April 6th. Give it a minute or two for it to populate, because try and retrieve all that data. Oh, wow, there's only one. R-O-F. Oh, R-O-P. 
Yeah, okay, so ROP's on the list. Roper Technologies, 51 cents. ROP, here we go. All right, so R.O. Roper started out the year at a low at uh, 246 I don't like stocks over $100. Reason being is, yeah, it's a $0.50 cent dividend, but $0.50 cents off of a $200 stock, ain't that great? All right, so we're looking at 246 being the low. Didn't take long for it to get to 230. She stayed there for about a month or so. Then she jumps up to 380, travels there for a couple of months, makes a high of the year at 456. Kind of travels sideways for a bit. It ends up right around the $400 area, which is where she is today. Do I really want to buy a $400 stock to gain a 50 cent dividend? Um, unfortunately, I'm not rich. I'm not saying that you have to be rich to buy it, but at $400 a share, I, I, I don't have it. But anyway, let's take a look at where she's going to go because it may be a good pick for someone, but not for me. Okay. Uh, okay, it don't look that bad. It's going to go sideways for a bit. So let's see what kind of trades we come up with. Roper. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna suggest. Oh, this only has monthly dividends. Not sorry, not monthly dividends. Sorry, monthly options. So it doesn't really do you any good this week. So let's get out of that. Let's check a different list. Okay, now this is the list of the champions. So let's take a list at. Whoops. All weekly optionable stocks. There we go. All right, DG. Wow, I like them. 36 cents. Isn't that Dollar General? It is Dollar General, 36 cents. So let's see what Dollar General has to offer for us. DG. All right, Dollar General started out the year last year at 136. Quickly got up to 176. Stayed there for a while. Made a nice high. And even tested the high again at 225. It had a high back in 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 November, October, sorry, October of 224. And then she tested the high and surpassed it on 11 on November 9th uh, at 225. Um, that seems to be the threshold or, or the ceiling or whatever you want to call it. But needless to say, she's back down to a reasonable amount of um, 178. Now, I'm not so sure about this one. This one could be a good one. A couple of, couple of reasons. Dollar General is a company that's been around for quite a while. They've increased their dividends for more than 25 years. They had a gap down last Friday. Why? Why, 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 why? It's a question. So she... Um, Wednesday... She opened up at 193, closed at 192. Wait, is that right? Opened at 193. Oh, sorry. Let's slide this over a bit. There we go. All right, last Wednesday, she opened up at 193, closed at 193.55. The next day, for some strange reason, the... Uh, 
market maker decided to open it up lower at 193.01. Some strange reason she goes down and she closes at 187.51. So what does what does the market maker do on Friday? Opens it up at 176. Why will you go from 187 to 176? The market maker knows. And there's probably news somewhere in the news channel to give you an idea why it did that. But I don't know. I don't care. But DG... Um, oh, so we're talking about the gap. The gap from the 187 to the 178. So it gaps down. So there's a big gap there. And gaps have a tendency to fill. Okay? So, is this the bottom? Is this an anomaly? Is this one of those things that, hey... It's just not going to cut it because Dollar General's a big company. They've been around for a while, and they get the dividend coming up. What does the seasonality tell us? Seasonality tells us all right, she's going to swoop a little bit, and she's going to go up. So this one could be a good one for someone. Okay. Let's jump into this chart over here and take a look at DG and see what the buyers and sellers are doing. All right, so you had a little bit of a crossover um, on the 15th, which was last week. And then she tried to go to the upside, but not really, because then she recrossed, and then the sellers made a huge jump. It actually looks like uh, a 400% increase in volume. That's why, look at that, they had their conference call. Earnings, uh, all right, earnings estimate, uh, 271 was the estimated earnings, and the actual earnings was, come on, was 262. So they were off by nine cents on the dividend. I'm sorry, not on the dividend, on the estimates, on the earnings. But it's like a nine-cent difference. Is that really going to make that big of a huge deal? And they had a conference call. Because that's probably why. Now, is it still a good company? Who knows? Let's see what happens today. If, it, if nothing good happens today, then we can just bypass this one and move on to the next one. But all things being equal, Dollar General is a good company. And it looks like it would be a good play. So look at DG, uh, it's 188 to 189 is the, uh, uh, what do you call it? Is the spread. So it's before hours, so you really can't tell. So it was a nice little spread before hours, and we could do a covered call. So if you buy it at 189, which is the ask, and you sell off the 190, you get 140 back, which is a tiny bit less than a 1% just for the covered call. But, you know, hey, it's not that bad. And if you do a margin account, you could get 1.4, uh, 1.5% return. That's with a, a margin account. That means half the money is yours, half the money belongs to the uh, the brokerage, if that's what you want to do. I don't do it only only because, um, <clears throat> in my personal accounts, only because uh, I had my tail bit a bunch of times because I was wrong. <laughs> A few times. That's before I found this strategy, and this strategy is phenomenal. All right. So, all that being said, the covered call could work. You know, 
For those of you interested in spreads, check out this one right here, the 187, 178, wait a minute, those numbers don't look right. 178, 290. That won't work. Hey, you go right there. The 182, 185 spread. But see, I, I don't like the numbers because all right, that one could do. So 150. All right, so the 182, 185. Let's see what it looks like. <clears throat> all right, so if you bought 10 contracts which is a spread, which means you buy one, um, the 182.50 call, and you sell the 185 call for a total of $1.50 per share. So the max profit you can make off of this is 1000 bucks. It's gonna cost you 1513 bucks. So this is like, um, I don't know, a 66% return for one week as long as the stock stays above 185 wow I can't really tell because the chart says one thing and the bid and the ask says something totally different so I can't give you any information on that but that's just you know, a little tidbit for now I'm going to end it there. We can check again back tomorrow. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk. Uh, quickly recap what we're looking at today. Okay, so what we're looking at today is we had three positions we're looking to capture. Uh, QCOM, Hasbro, and Colgate. We're going to do 10 contracts of QCOM, 8 contracts of Hasbro, and 9 contracts of Colgate Palmolive. For grand total of, we'll get to that later when these things fill, if they fill. So I will be doing an update. Well, see you again tomorrow, and I'll give you an idea of what worked and what didn't. Okay, that being said, this is James from 10 Minute Trader and Dividend Stock Talk. Wishing you a great day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. that wraps up another session i want to thank you for joining us if you want to follow along with some of these live session trades let us know if you have any questions we can get back to you and have a great day